We'll be searching high and low on the deck and down below. But it's a crying shame. Oh, we'll see a lot of fish, but we'll never clock a dish. We ain't gonna see a day. No day. We might see some octopuses. No day. Or a half a dozen clams. No day. We might even see a mermaid. Okay, hello and welcome to an episode of a podcast. Is it in the move for podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Is it just a podcast? What what do we think? You're like... We'll figure it out. We will. So I'm Callum Reid. And I'm Irini. Um, My surname is too big and complicated for this. (laughs) (laughs) But fabulous. Oh, thank you. Um... And we're missing Pete, um, but um, Pete, a, a married man? Ooh. Do we think? Yet? <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so it's it's going to be a little different this time. We, we're just going to kind of um, get our own rhythm going, our, our own vibe going. It's a pre-festival fever podcast. Yeah, so sort of like people um, celebrate things like the first half of the year in like the end of June. But let's face it, it's pretty much the year separated into pre-festival and post-festival. Exactly. It's it's like so, Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, like Chinese New Year. Yep. Um, so we're gonna basically celebrate everything that's gone before in 2016, and we're gonna look ahead to um, what's gonna happen the rest of the year because we're both doing festivals this year. Irini um, is a Venice stalwart. Yep, I'm going to Venice. I hope I find it safe and sound. Um, this year will be my uh, tenth year. No, it's it will be my eleventh year, and I've only missed like two in the last eleven years. That's great. So yeah, I'm super excited, and I'm going for the whole duration. I'm going with a pass, so I can get to see everything. And all the competition titles? Are you going to see every single competition title? No, I'm not going to see every competition title. <laughs> I don't hate myself. Um, I'll see a lot of competition titles. I'll And I always try to see as much as I can from the side sections, you know, from the Horizonte and the Venice days and the shorts and the, the classics and all that stuff. Cool. Okay. What about you? Well, so I'm going to Toronto, which is a first for me. Um, and I'm quite excited about it. Um, lots to choose from, but we'll talk about that later in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to the. I hear it's quite quaint and cultural, and oh. you know, yeah. I, it's, I it's wouldn't nice... expect anything different. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's there'll be no um, <laughs> there'll be no boats though. I imagine. Aww. No boat taxis. Well, yeah, that's that's the glamour you get in Venice. That's the glamour. Yeah. Uh, that and the smell of <laughs> sewage. Ah, uh, but that, that that's like half the charm. So, you know. <laughs> okay. Um. Do you want to talk about anything sporting related? <laughs> um. No. Was it the uh my my team just got shut out of the Champions League? Um. And oh, the, you didn't uh, qualify. You... No, we did not qualify. Neither for the uh, this year, neither for the Champions League nor the Europa League. So I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Oh, no. I just did, but I don't want to. No Olympic um, triumphs? Um, 
I don't know, the Olympics were fun. Um, like, Greece got like six medals, which is really good for a country as small as ours. But mostly it was just really nice watching all these weird sports and having them on all all day long. What about you? Yeah, it's weird when you find yourself watching like Serbia versus Romania in water polo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what um, was I, your favorite sport to watch? Like really that like... you would not not you wouldn't normally watch. Oh God, I quite like the taekwondo. Okay. Um, with the kicking, I was getting quite into the kicking. Okay. I, I, most of what I watched was the diving. I, I watched all the diving stuff because I think that's really clever. Yeah, it's fascinating. I agree. Yeah. Um, and yeah, football happened. The European Championships happened. Mm-hmm. England did terrible. <laughs> um, but it's been a busy summer. It's been a busy summer. Okay. It's also Let's get into the busy summer. fall. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk. We're going to start with um, counting down our five favorite films of 2016 so far. Okay. Five to one. Actually, five to one. Actually, before we do this, we do have something from Ibby. Oh. So I reached out to Ibby um, <laughs> to, to to tell him that you were going to be on, and did he have any? Should I be scared wanted, again? He wanted us to talk about no. We're not getting into Aristotle and. You know, <laughs> Famous stonings of the past, or whatever. Um, <laughs> I still have the wounds. <laughs> he just wanted us to talk about the lobster. Ooh, which is quite a good shout because we like we. I didn't get a chance to talk about the lobster. Well, okay, the lobster was my favorite movie of last year. Um, I love that movie like beyond any possible understanding. Mm. Um, I um, I like uh, Yorgos Lanthimos's previous movies. I do not have like any um, national pride kind of um, pre pre uh, how do you say that prejudice. Yeah. Um, but I do like his movies. I think he makes smart movies. Uh, and the Lobster, I think it was like everything he did before in such a new great. Um, more accessible way as well, would you say? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. But I, I yeah, I, it was just I, I just love this. Funny movie so as much. well. Way funnier than his other films. Yeah. No, um, his other film, films are very funny too. But probably that's a language thing. Like for right. me, his other films are so they have exactly the same um, uh, humor as the lobster does. But I get it because it's the language because you see yeah, that this you see that we you tell the tone with. Yeah, guess, yeah. You know? And Farrell would did so well with that. Everybody was everybody was great in that. Everybody. No, I loved it. I thought it was really clever. And yeah. It's sort of weird because it's like once like in the last third it's quite von Trierish. Um yeah. Sure. Um Where it's sort of like I mean if you want to reduce it to Wes Anderson and Von Trier, but there are elements I think there's Haneke there, there's a lot of Haneke in there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all this menace that you feel like the whole time. But I think that what he does is very, very him. It's it's not just influences, it's something unique and I'm so, so excited to see more. And the, his new, he's just started like uh, the new movie, the um, the sacred of the killing of a sacred deer with Nicole Kidman. I mean, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> This is gonna like best movie of twenty seventeen. I'm sure. Can bound, I'm sure. 
Um, <laughs> and Ben Wishaw, amazing in The Lobster. Loved him. Everyone was amazing in The Lobster. Leah Sedu, she was so great at the leader. Or, um, I don't know, Olivia Colman. Oh my god, what, what, yes. what was that? Um, the, 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 uh, the Greek actress who played the woman without feelings. I love her so much. Just, do you remember that character? She's so, yeah. so good. I, I love this movie. It's like all those... The one who we, the one who we got with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. Um, I love everything about this movie. I love the ending. I love the... Ah. The ending's perfect. It could not be better. I agree. Um, the posters are brilliant. Yeah. Okay, uh, my favorite thing about The Lobster, and then we should move on to 2016, because we don't want this to be a billion hours long. Um, yeah. Last uh, February, I was in Tokyo, in Japan, and uh, I went to a cinema there, and uh, I don't know if you we have like a, a page where you can post a picture or something, because I want to send it to you. I want everybody to see this thing. So I went to this cinema in Tokyo and the lobster was coming out like two or three weeks after uh, I was there. And they had this stand in the lobby of the uh, of the cinema and it was like a live fish tank with lobsters in it. So it's like um, the poster, big, big poster, and where uh, Colin Farrell is hugging nothing, they have yeah. inserted a live, like... Uh, a tank with live lobsters and next to it on the <laughs> right and the left I have a photo I'm not kidding I'm gonna send it to you um, they have like on the left and right of the this installation they have some uh, like trees or some green paper and they have like uh, plush toys plush animals pinned yeah. onto that um, and oh my god <laughs> it's brilliant is it only in Japan? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll just send it to you, and I don't know where you can post it, but it's so good, so good. That's cool. Um. Okay. Right. So. Okay. So, uh, just one thing: the lobster was my favorite movie of last year. What was yours? I don't know. My favorite of last year was It Follows. Ooh. Um, okay. Uh, did you see it? Uh, no, I'm too scared for that. <laughs> um, horror film about um, people passing on. Yeah. Visions, deathly visions through sexual intercourse. Very interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. 2016. 2016. Okay. So top five films so far. Take it away. Number five. Okay. Uh, my number five is a movie I knew that I was going to love before I was going to see it. You know, it's those one of those things. And it's Maggie's Plan uh, okay. with Greta Gerwig, which is becoming like... She's she's just becoming a sure thing. She's in a movie. I'm going to love it at this point. Um, it's interesting because I saw it as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's like the first time she her first two lines of dialogue in the film. I can't remember what they were, but I, I just couldn't stop thinking. I don't believe a word of what she's saying. Oh, really? And at, at the beginning. Yeah. And at the beginning, I was like, this is just written. You know, she's just reading the script. Yeah. But she just does something that's, she does something really magical. Mm -hmm. This always happens in films where she manages to make it a character of her own, even though she's got her own quirks. Yeah. She manages to make individual characters in films, even though she didn't write this, you know? Mm. But um, I don't know. I, th I think it's just, it's a very small movie, but it's adorable. And uh, I, th I think everything about it is. It's just so fun and nice and light and I, I like it very much. Maggie's plan. What's your number five? 
Our number five is Everybody Wants Some. Oh. Uh, Richard Linklater's film about mm-hmm. uh, college baseball players. Um, and I'm guessing uh, it's supposed to be the 90s. I think it's earlier than that. You think it's earlier? Yeah. Anyway, um, it's very, it's very boysy, which I don't usually like, but it's really funny, um, and it kind of makes you mourn for student days and being a student and mm. not having any res- responsibilities. And um, it's got a really good all male cast, um, and it's sort of Linklater's follow up to Dazed and Confused. Mm, right. You know. So it's cool. Cool. Okay, so number four. Um, for me, it's um, The Childhood of a Leader, which I saw like a couple of days ago, and it <laughs> blew me away because it's such a weird movie. I haven't made up my mind. Oh, I my God. Know. I haven't put it in any lists because I haven't made up my mind yeah. whether I thought it was great or it wasn't. It's so weird. It's one of those movies where things are happening I, I don't know if I like everything that's in it but I could not take my eyes off the screen it's just so it's, m- magnetic it's by far the most artistic film I've seen in 2016 uh, it, yeah I was I found just found it so fascinating but he's only 28 for him to make this kind of <laughs> film it's yeah. pretty crazy isn't it it's, it's not like Dolan because Dolan's got a youthful sort of yeah and he has like Dolan when you see his movies it's like uncontrollable and you see like everything thrown in there and someone who's learning but this one is just so well studied and so precise and so but it's like it's all those very strict things but it's uh, also not because it's taking those very strict and um, rigorous things and like Turning them on their head. It's just so strange. I like this movie very much. Mm. I think maybe like the only thing that maybe has in common with Dolan in terms of you might be able to tell that he's a young filmmaker is that he feels like it wants to be dramatic. Mm. Very dramatic. Yeah. Maybe more than, you know, it's not really earning that maybe in certain ways. It's just drumming things up and you could tell it's doing that. Yeah. What's your number four? um, My number four is The Invitation. Oh, nice. Um, lovely film. Well, not lovely, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really interesting, kind of more of a thriller than a horror, I guess. Mm. But um, it's kind of really well directed by Karen Kasama, who did Girl Fight and Jennifer's Body. Um, and it's just really eerie. And in I, in comparing it to something, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I didn't like, mm-hmm. um, I think it does something that 10 Cloverfield Lane wanted to do in terms of keeping the audience, managing the audience between thinking it might go in one direction or another. Mm, right. I think it does that in a far better way and um, with a lot more to think about than 10 Cloverfield Lane does. Um, and I thought the main guy was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I agree. It's a good movie. I, it's not my kind of movie, but I really, uh, is, I liked it. about the end? Um, we'll talk about it in a while, in, in a okay. second. Just wait. Okay. <laughs> okay, so number three, my number three uh, is Zootopia, which um, I almost lost count of how many times I saw it at the cinema. Yeah. Um, back Do in we... <laughs> February when it came out, January, February, I was, li- I was still living in China where we, we do not get a lot of um, non-Chinese movies to see. And this one, I 
took everyone I know to this movie. I saw it so many times and each every time it was like just as good as the previous one and it was did not get old and it's smart and the jokes are funny and ah so good. Yeah. This is in my list. I don't know. Do you think I should talk about it now or should I wait till it's No, no, list? just wait. Okay. Yeah. But yes, I agree completely. It's such a good movie. My number three is Love and Friendship. Hey. Uh, from Whit Stillman and yeah. This is just really funny in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just delicious mm. from start to finish. Kate Beckinsale. So good. I don't good. think it's ever been better than this. Yeah. Um, Chloe Sabini is just hilarious. It's just anyone who likes the kind of sort of Downton Abbey-esque put-downs, you know, the societal put-downs and people being bitchy but having... <laughs> um, Appearing to have manners and yet being but being absolutely extremely horrendous. polite about it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, anyone, yeah, anyone who likes that will enjoy this film because mm. it's brilliant. Yeah, um, maybe drags on a bit. Um, well, but... it's yeah, but it's so short. What would you cut? What would you change? I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah, it's good. And it's good that they, that can still be adapted, like Jane Austen. This is a lesser-known work of Jane mm -hmm. Austen, which is. De centuries old and yet he's managed to make this well yeah you know, it of its needed own. someone like him yeah mm. um okay so my number two i think i had jatopia number three i think it's most people would find it strange that i put this one on number two it's actually kung fu panda three <laughs> what yep i love the kung fu panda series i, I they have always been one of my favorite series of animated uh, children's movies um, because I think that they're I mean they look so conventional and they yeah. look so uh, formulaic but have you have you seen any of them I've seen the first one but I heard that this one was very um, political um, the second one is very political because the second one is a movie about genocide. This third one, um, it's not very political. It's about like uh, be it yourself and the best version of yourself and stuff. But it's not actually the um. I li I like the story. I like the characters. I love the visuals so much, and I love the Kung Fu Panda series because it's like those big CGI movies, like the ones that you get two of those every month, and you. Just don't pay any attention to them. And yeah. the Kung Fu Panda series, they always have these weird animated, like weirdly animated uh, sequences, two or three sequences in every movie that are so different and jarring and always surprising. And I don't know, I just enjoy these movies so much. And I wish more people were like giving them a try. I love the Kung Fu Panda movies. <laughs> okay. They do very well worldwide and um, lots of people like them yep my number two is sing street Aww. um this is john carney's sort of coming of age tale mm -hmm. um and i think i kind of wonder like why hasn't john carney done a coming of age tale because it seems so obvious that he'd be great for that type of thing um but he, it's just a really great film about a, a young it's sort of like the commitments but um, a bit more scrappier and a bit more realer um, and about this guy who wants to start a band and his romance and you know in, yeah. in Ireland and it's really cool although I do think that John Carney has let himself down this year with 
comments. Yeah, that was so disappointing. The Kira Knightley thing, right? Yeah. Which I still don't understand because she's so great in that. <laughs> I don't know. He took he yeah, I don't know. It was very disappointing. I'm not mm. a Kira Knightley fan. I generally do not like her acting, but she was so nice in that movie. Yeah. Like, dude. I don't know how you could criticize her in that anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I think part of why she was good is because of him. But he doesn't seem to, obviously didn't seem to recognize either that she was good or that she was good for the film or anything like that. That's disappointing. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Number one? Number one, best film of the year so far. What do you think? Okay, best thing, it's the only film that I'm sure it will be like in my year end. The other ones, I don't know if any of them will stick. I hope that the year will be good enough so that none of the, the other four stick. But my number one is The Handmaiden, Park Chan Wook. And oh my god, this movie. I mean. Now, this is uh, Fingersmith. Is it Fingersmith? Uh, no. It's adapted from a, a British book. It I is? Think. I think it's adapted from it's Victorian era. I, I, I don't know for sure, so I'm not gonna. I, I'm, I'm not sure. But this movie, did, did you see it? No, no, it's not out here yet. Oh my god, Carl. It's like, it's beyond gorgeous, so just biggest screen possible. But it's so fun and like sick and twisty and weird. And it's so enjoyable and so smart. And everything about it, it's just addictive. It's a melodrama, right? It's, yeah, yeah, it's a melodrama. Yeah, that sounds good. It's it's just, I don't want to say more. I did not know a lot of things before I watched it. And, uh, I mean, it starts off, it's like, oh, yeah, it's really pretty and stylish and everything. And then it goes places that left me so, like, amazed. It's just an amazing, amazing. wise uh, And style-wise, yeah. It's so okay. good. Cool. Because I know you were a Stoker fan. Uh, yeah, Stoker. Stoker is such, such an under, underappreciated movie. Okay. I liked I liked Thirst. I thought that was really good. Your number one, please. My number one is Zootopia. Yay! By quite a distance, actually, Yay! from anything else I've seen this year. I just thought it was great character work, great mystery elements, noir elements, mm. um, clever matching of animals to occupations and things like that. I've all felt very thought out. Yeah. Um, and the fact that she's sexism in the police force um, <laughs> that's got a political message it's very pro-equality yeah pro-immigration even yeah. you know it's very it's got a lot going on for it and i was kind of i think this took everybody by surprise you know how um, good it is yeah yeah and how everybody was kind of looking forward to finding dory and then mm. it turns out that this is probably this is probably going to be the one to be hopefully yeah yay Go Zootopia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we want to talk about performances. Now, what uh, have you just got any, or do you want to give any honourable mentions? Um, I, I have like five or six performances. I do not have them ranked. I, I, I don't have them ranked. I either. don't feel very strongly about either of any of those, you know, to rank it above the others. But I have just like a list of five or six performances that I like. So 
Well, throw out, give me one name. Throw out one name. Um, okay. Um, Sally Field in Hello, My Name is Doris. Did you watch yes. that? Oh, yes. It's like so huggable. <laughs> Very, um, I've never seen her like that before. I and know. It was just, it was so weird. She and it was so, of... like, I, I never imagined she could do it. And when she does it, it's so, of course. But she does it in a way that's, she sort of, strangely obsessive but she's also kind of harmless with it and it she's she just perfect she really judges that role perfectly yeah. you know to the to the extent where you can see that somebody might enjoy would enjoy hanging around with that person so it's not a complete stretch to believe certain parts of the film which the script which is maybe a little bit dodgy but she helps to soften that yeah she's lovely i Best performance I've seen this year is Alden Ehrenreich in ah, Caesar. Yep. It's just hysterical. It's so good. <laughs> that scene. Would that it were so simple? With the what? <laughs> no, say it what? like I say it. <laughs> Tippingly. <laughs> no, don't say trippingly. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, the um the multi tech scene. <laughs> <laughs> And I hope I hope you can get the nomination for that. I, I don't. I doubt it. Might be, it might be stretched, but yeah, that is just oh, easily the best thing I've seen this year. Yeah, I agree. I, he's he's amazing. I've been an Alden fan since Beautiful Creatures. I think you know about that. I've yeah. been obsessed with him. He he's giving me like young Jack Nicholson vibes, but yes, like yeah, more handsome and more talented. I am I I'm very happy for him that he's getting. Um, all this buzz now because he's awesome. Um, okay, so uh, another performance that I liked very much in a movie which was, yeah, in a movie which I thought I was going to love and was really uninterested in is actually Michael Shannon as Elvis in Elvis and Nixon. Did you see that? No, because it sounds terrible. <laughs> it's it, it's it, the movie's not good, but he's he, what he does with it because he does not look like Elvis Presley at all. No. He did, oh, you should watch that movie for his performance. It's worth it because it's... This is where Pete would say that it's like his Grace of Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I like so much what he does there. And we rarely get to see Michael Shannon having fun. And it's... Well... It's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> um, Rush... Um, oh yeah that was good yeah he's so good in those kinds of things um, so yeah Michael Shannon and Elvis and Nixon and another one that I want to mention which is like complete opposite maybe um, um, Kristen Stewart in Cafe Society which um, did you watch that? no but I love Kristen Stewart yeah and she's it's the same thing she's having so much fun in this and she's usually um, she's this I don't know kind of stoic presence most of the time but she's yeah. she's so fun and flirty in this, and I I don't think I've ever seen her like that before. And she's is she quite light then? Um, she's yeah, usually very... yeah. Mm. It's it's she's lovely. She's really great. I, I was I really liked her in Cloud of Sils Maria, but I'm not on the like. I'm not a big fan. I I, I don't have a problem with her, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but this one ah, oh, it was so good, so lovely. Um, the only other one I want to mention is uh, Jason Ralph in Those People. 
Oh, which is this really small film, a gay-themed film, about a guy who's in New York and he he's got he's got like socialite friends, and he falls in love with an older guy who's Has Sliman from The Visitor. It's a British movie. Dishy Has Sliman, no American. Okay. Um, and Jason Ralph plays his friend, his best friend, whose dad has um gone to prison for embezzling money and he's you know getting a lot of press attention because he's the son and and he's quite troubled and he's a bit of an alcoholic and he's you know all over the place but so it's a supporting performance but he's he's really great in it Mm -hmm. oh that sounds interesting i'm gonna gonna look for that yeah um the only other uh, performances that i want to mention quickly are julian moore in maggie's plan She's mm. delicious. You didn't like her? Mixed. Oh, come on. She was so... so I, I liked her a lot. And uh, one that surprised me was um, Hugh Grant in Florence Foster Jenkins. Yeah. Mm. I, I did not care for Meryl, but he was... No, I didn't. Yeah. So warm. He was the best thing about it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I didn't care for Meryl at all the film, and I don't really understand what the... People seem to be thinking that yeah, she's... Yeah, I don't get that either. But... For awards, I don't get it. But I liked him. I liked him. And I, I, I yeah. could see him going back and um, supporting actor, uh, getting in a supporting actor nomination. and Because it's just so cosy. I don't know how to describe like it. Like a Kenneth Branagh style. Like, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and one last thing, it's not a movie performance, but the performance I've been most surprised by this year, which I would never expect it in a million years. Did you watch The Get Down, Baz Luhrmann? It's The Get Down? No. Okay, watch it, because it's like the Baz Luhrmanniest thing ever. It's both good and both really bad. What is it... Uh... T- it's a it? yeah, it's a Netflix TV show. He's the executive producer. He directed the um, the first episode. It's about the uh, the birth of the um, the hip hop scene in New York in the late seventies. <laughs> it's oh, just Carl, just go watch it. It's who's in it then? Who's um, it's it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of young kids. It does not have many name actors in it. Um, it's uh, the, the the biggest name on the cast he's he, and he's he's like a supporting role he's second or maybe even third tier role but i would never expect to love something that he does so much is jaden smith no way I, I swear i swear it's my favorite performance i've seen all year he, it's 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 a very small role he plays this guy dizzy who is like um, a graffiti artist and he's a kid he's obviously a kid and he's so it's so interesting and it's so beautiful what he does with this role and I, I not in a billion years I would I'm imagine shocked. that I would be so interested and enamored by a Jaden Smith of all people performance. So yeah. Oh my god. That was his that was his <laughs> calling, being a graffiti artist clearly. For Baslerman. <laughs> okay, so next, what's what's on the agenda? Um favorite stuff. I don't know. Favorite stuff. So it's a stuff mixed is bag. a general term here. <laughs> That's good because mine's quite random. <laughs> yeah, mine is. Yeah. It's a couple okay. of scenes, a couple of. Um, yeah. Well, I want to just start by saying um, Jan Colesera's um, 
general ability to entertain. Um, <laughs> I think he's one of the most underrated directors. And I watched The Shallows, Ooh, and I'd already loved um, Nonstop and appreciated Unknown and uh, Run All Night. One of my um, favorite reviews ever written on Letterboxd is your um, Fuck It Four Stars review of Nonstop. <laughs> I think about that all the time. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. When I reviewed Nonstop, I was like, I love this. It was like Agatha Christie. With bunches. <laughs> Con Air or something. It was crazy. <laughs> but, you know, it was great. And The Shallows was really, for what it was, uh, it was a very cheap film, very well-made film, um, and a very entertaining film starring an actress I don't particularly like. Um, <laughs> and getting a decent performance out of her. And it was, have you seen it? No, no. You should see it. It's actually, it's only about 80 minutes and it's easily passes that time. Okay, maybe. <laughs> um, okay, one thing that I want to mention that we almost got there before is the last shot of the invitation. I really liked the invitation. I, I really liked how it was going one way and then another and it was changing. And yeah. then the last shot, like the last thing that you see in that movie, which again changes everything again but it goes somewhere that i i are we talking about that do you will be talking about the lanterns yeah the lantern yeah, yeah. wow yeah. wow and, it, and that brings and that is completely unexpected it brings a completely different yeah it changes everything thing. that you've seen before it's wow it's, and yeah. it's so beautifully done the reveal like wow <laughs> It's sort of like after everything's died down and then you think it's just coming to an end. And yeah. Then and then it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's such a subtle way to shock you. And it's such a, such a good shock. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, Channing Tatum's tap dancing. <laughs> uh, and General Dame's song. Could we please get a Best Original Song nomination for this? Yep. In Hell Caesar. Um <laughs> was just great to see that. It was just really something out of, like, um, Anchors Away, you know, um, that kind of thing. Um, and he did it really well. You know, he really, he was, you could tell he was in his element doing that. Yeah, it was wonderful. Um, okay, um, the um, uh, zoom out in Finding Dory, when it zooms out and you see the, the shells. Yeah. Yeah, just like that zoom out, the zoom out. Yeah, my heart at that moment. I did not care for the movie. I was, it's okay. What I didn't get, like, because I love Finding Nemo so much. Yeah, me too. But what, what I didn't get from watching Finding Nemo that I got from watching Finding Dory was the disability thing. Mm. And it really hit home the disability thing this time. Yeah, and I actually thought, oh, okay, that that's actually quite important, really. Um, in terms of like. I mean, as a film, it's not got a lot going on. Exactly. It did not work wise. very well, yeah. But in terms of, like, as an educational mm -hmm. thing for kids, it's, you know, it's really beneficial. Yeah. So, but yeah. But the shells thing's just like, oh, yeah. I cried. Exactly. It was like, that zoom out is like tears everywhere. It's just this, and it's simply beautifully revealed, and I liked it so much, that moment. Yeah. Um, I want to mention the costume design in Hello, My Name is Doris. Yay! 
day, I would wear every single one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> it's just perfect, right? Yeah. Especially the one she wears at the club. <laughs> she looks great. <laughs> she's like, you know, hashtag goals for me. This is amazing. And, Ma- and Maggie's plan as well, I actually thought I'd interesting. Yeah, she that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, the, um, uh, the Instinct Street the scene where they film the, the their first video clip, the riddle of yeah, the model. Yeah. I know that the um, Drive It Like You Stole It is like the big and fancy one, but um, the first clip, the, the riddle of the model, where everybody's wearing those mish, mishmash-matched <laughs> clothes and it's so, like, the quality is bad and it gave me, it gave me uh, Michel Gondry feels. Yeah, uh, mean, yeah. And, yeah. That's... I think it's I think it's also funny because I don't think it's a lot worse than what was actually filmed at the time. <laughs> Some of the stuff, you know, when you look back at like, have you seen um, you know, Don't You Want Me by Human League? I haven't. Oh, the, some of the videos at the time were just like horrendous, you know. But the amateurishness. Yeah, that's it, but just... it's like amateurishness with love. It's the be kind rewind thing. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Um, shout out to the cinematography in the Neon Demon, mm. um, which I thought was, I was completely mixed on the Neon Demon. Um, have you seen it? No, I'm not going to. Boycotting it. <laughs> Based on what? On my general dislike for him. Okay. You didn't like Drive? Um, no, actually, quite, I quite like Drive, but I just don't. See, I quite liked Drive. I didn't love it. Um, Neon Demon, I don't think is as good as that, but it's it's I don't know. He can certainly put some scenes together, some shots together. It's very colourful, mm-hmm. very um, well put together. Um, okay, so my other thing is um, the sound design in the Childhood of a Leader, which again, this movie is super weird and uh, unex- does unexpected things all the time, but yeah. the sound design. Is by far like mm. the weirdest thing in there. It goes through you. It's the the first five minutes, the intro. Even I was just like, you know, what, what is what, what is what wrong with my here? system and what is wrong with my ears and why is this movie? Why is the movie doing this to me? Mm. It's and it goes through the whole movie and it's so so intense and it helps put you in that unsettling um, mood it's just so strong and it's I never expected like it's it's very smart that a small movie like that because it's not a very big movie no uh, latches on to something like the sound design and uses it so brilliantly to convey um, um, the mood and the the terror the, the terror and the intensity it's just so good mm. Yeah. Um, last thing I've got is I want to mention the kitten and Keanu. Because oh. <laughs> he's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, kitten. And, and it's a fun film. Um, the last thing I got is actually from a movie which I don't know how I got to see it. I, it's a movie, the new Werner Herzog movie called Salt and Fire. Um, it stars, well, on the poster, it says that it stars Michael Shannon and uh, Gael Garcia Bernal. And it's like an 
echo thriller, echo terrorism thing. Yeah. And for some reason, it was playing at the um, Shanghai Film Festival in China. I saw it there, but it still hasn't opened anywhere. It's playing in Toronto now, and it's it's only now getting out. And it's this. It's it's really bad movie. It's oh. it's re- it's like embarrassingly bad. But what it has is that if I were to tell you exactly what happens in this movie, you would never believe me. It's just like send me pills or something. It's it's one of those movies where like we are people that we have seen a lot of movies. Like nine times out of ten, you can guess what's going to happen in the next scene. This thing, it's just nuts. I don't know how they came up with what goes on in there. Anyway, well, who wrote it? Um, who wrote it? I think he wrote it. Yeah, so so weird. Anyway, the there's one towards the uh, the last third of the movie. There's a point where Michael Shannon says, "I'll just tell you the line that he says." He says to the um, to the lead actress, um, "I'm going to need your tablet, a spoon, and a toy." He tells her that, and then when he gets those things, he does something. I don't know what to tell you about this thing. Is it rude? No, 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 no. It's not rude at all. It, it exactly. That's where your mind goes. That's that's like, I will need your tablet, a spoon, and a toy, and like you can. Does he mean tablet as in tablet computer? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. Tablet computer. And like it's you would never guess what happens. It's so so strange. I don't know. It's uh, it's not a good movie, but I think everybody should watch this because it's just so nuts. What is it? Fire and uh, what? Salt and Fire. Salt and salt Fire. It's and playing fire. in Toronto now. Um, and I'll I, I, I for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Um. So just to end of 2016, what do you think the best? I just want to ask, what do you think the best options for Oscar films are that have like Oscar nominations that have come um, so, so far. Yeah, you think Florence Foster Jenkins is the main? Yeah, thing? that makes sense. Um, like Zootopia and Dory in animated, I guess. Um, Anything else? Um, I'm trying to think. Costumes, I guess. Florence Foster Jenkins for costumes. Would you say? I mean, yeah, oh. if they like it, they're just gonna go for everything there. But yeah. I don't think we have a, a Grand Budapest Hotel or whatever yet. Yeah. You don't think Hail Caesar's going to have any Yeah, I think people did not like this movie. I, I, yeah. It was a little bit random. It was a little bit scrappy. Mm. Um, but fun, but yeah. Maybe um, the Jungle Book for effects or something? Yeah. What did you think of the Jungle Book? was okay i was not i i was really upset they put the songs in i mean why <laughs> they put the songs in and <laughs> left the best song in the final credits in that did you did you stay for that where scarlett johansson sings no i didn't know no oh is it is it a new one um no it's the um trust in me i think oh the snake one yeah and she sings oh, it like was... and they played over the ending credits and it's the so so beautiful if you're gonna put songs in it just put them all and put this one too no, no, I want Surely, I want to be like you is the best song. <laughs> you know, King of the Swingers is the best song. Um, okay. okay, right. So we're going to move on to 2016. 
um, September onwards. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk, I mean, what are your main hopes for Venice then? What do you want? What's your... Okay, the uh, for my main hopes. Okay, first it's La La Land. I've seen the trailers, the two trailers that they have released. I like yeah. see the like I watch them like the one after the other, and then the other one again, and then the other one again, nonstop. And is this is opening the? Festival? It's opening. I'm in less than a week. I will have seen it. I am a hundred percent sure that it's not going to be as good as the trailers because how can it be? Those trailers are the best thing that's ever happened to cinema or something. I don't know. Um, I'm very excited for the uh, the Bad Batch because that sounds yes so I was gonna crazy that. yeah. What about the cast? Yeah, what's going on with the cast? G- Jason Momoa and Jim Carrey. What? Yeah, um, I'm baffled by that. Yeah, um, and uh, the two Amy Adams movies, Nocturnal Animals and Arrival, both look. I'd be more interested in Arrival. Um, how because come? I, did, I didn't really like a single man. Mm. Well, um, I'm, a, I'm a style over substance girl, so whatever he does, I'm in for it. But I thought you'd be all over Jackie. Um, I don't know what to make of Jackie. It's your girl, isn't it? No, I like her, but she's also in the uh, Planetarium, right? The Slotowski movie. But it's Greta Gerwig as well in Jackie. She's in Jackie? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, I haven't noticed that. Well, okay. Okay, now that got more interesting. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, Yeah, sure. I find it interesting that Portman would be working with Pablo Loran in the first place. That seems very odd, given the way that her career has gone recently. Um, she's had a real dip. But I don't know. It, it, I, I don't know what to make of that movie. I'm, I'm really curious. What about you? I mean, what are you excited to see in Toronto? Well, just no. Still on Venice. I just want to mention the Ozone film because I think that oh, looks really interesting. Yeah, everything France, he does is interesting. And um, he's going back to World War One, and it seems like a period romance. So that's really different for him, considering what he's done recently. Yeah. Um, and Voyage of Time. What do we think about Voyage of Time? Um, did you see? Did you see Night of Cups? Or no, I don't. I. I'm afraid it's just going to be boring and indifferent. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I mm. I can't I can't get excited for it. I like him, but I I can't. Yeah. yeah. I was really disappointed with Night of Cups. So. I did not even watch that. I actually loved To the Wonder when I saw To the Wonder. I was I really liked it, but I I don't have the uh, the will to sit through Night of Cups. No, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Um, Toronto, I'm really looking forward to Elle. Um, mm. A lot of buzz at Cannes about this being um, a real showcase for Isabel Huppert. Mm-hmm. And Paul Verhoeven, having recently watched Showgirls yeah. and liked it, um, I think Paul Verhoeven has... It, that was Paul Verhoeven, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of trashy goodness to be explored from Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> so I think Elle could be the one. Um, and it's it just seems like it could be... There were people, like, not a lot of people disliked it, I mm, can, which is saying something. For, for that kind of film to not be divisive says that it must be done pretty well, I think. 
or indifferent, and this film is not going to be indifferent. No, exactly. Um, also, I'm looking forward to Manchester by the Sea. Right. Uh, Kenneth Lonergan, because I loved You Can Count On Me, and I loved Margaret. Did you like Margaret? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Um, so I think that's going to be really good. Casey Affleck can be amazing. I thought he was amazing in The Killer Inside Me. And um, it's been really good in general. Mm-hmm. Michelle Williams, usually good. good. Yeah. Um, and Tony Erdman, which right. I heard a lot of things about. Um, the German film from Marinard, who uh, it's like a comedy one of the best thing films of the century, apparently. Well, yeah, it's in the list. <laughs> what did you think of that list? Uh, it makes sense. I think it's a good list. Yeah. Like, considering the people... Yeah, it, it makes sense. I agree with. I don't think that there's something in there that uh, is a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. The, the general gist of it was good. Yeah. There's Mulholland Drives, the... Yeah. yeah. Um, what what do you think about the Amanda Knox documentary that's showing at Toronto? Because I w- I was thinking, do I want to see that? Will it shed any light on that? Or well, if you have time, if you can fit it in the schedule, my advice is see it. Yeah, um, yeah. Um. There's a few more. Birth of a Nation has got a lot of. Um, Weird things going on. <laughs> Buzz and controversy around it. Um, I, uh, yeah. Um, I have um, a small, uh, like, a couple of movies that I'm excited, hopes, movies that have the rest of the world has already seen, um, which is, I really, really want to, see, right now I really want to see Cuba and the Two Strings. Like, please someone bring it to Greece right now. Uh, because I really want to see it. It's supposedly great. And also um, Swiss Army Man, which I'm... Oh, no. Really? Have you seen it? No, but it sounds awful. I, I think I'm going to like this movie very much. I don't... I, I'm not basing it this on anything, but I just really want to see it. So those are the two movies that I just really want to see that everybody else has seen, apparently. Okay. What do you think about the new... Um... Asghar Farhadi and the new Andrea Arnold films. Um, Farhadi, I, I really like what he does. Um, well, even the past. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. A crazy last scene of the past had me in like <laughs> sobbing. Um, I, 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 he does one thing, but he does it really well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 re- I like his movies a lot. Uh, Andrea Arnold. I mean, I, I never. I'm. I was. I have never been a big fan, um, I, so I I cannot get excited for that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> what about you? Um, Asghar Fahadi, I'm kind of nearly gone with him. <laughs> like I liked, like Separation had a lot of problems for me, and I think he's just his style of filmmaking doesn't really sit very well with me in terms of, um the way that he sort of throws around issues and, you know, sort of throttles issues to death and, mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of saddles all his characters with guilt and blame and just 
is not yeah it's it's, it's, it's not, not a reward no that, that makes sense yeah that makes sense um but i mean um, an american honey for andrew arnold i don't know i i, I really liked red road but i thought fish tank had problems so um did you see the wuthering heights yeah th- that one i liked a lot that, oh, okay. that one i actually so, liked because it was such a different approach to something so that we've seen so many times classic yeah, yeah so I, I i liked the what was going on in that movie but I, I i don't like the other ones very much um out of the movies that nobody has seen yet um i think both i are think up... oh go on i think both of like the movies that i want to see the most um that nobody knows anything about them at this point uh is uh, 20th century women mm-hmm. and i'm with you there completely yeah uh, beginners was brilliant it was brilliant i agree um and uh, billy lynn's long halftime walk because angley has never disappointed me and i'm sure that this is going to be a masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> and vin diesel is and it. it's kristen stewart yeah <laughs> Um, and the, the trailer give, gives me chills every time. It's, I think uh, it has the the potential to be so powerful. This movie. Um, I think that silence. I I would if if I was to bet on anything. Um, to win an Oscar, it would be silence because I think Scorsese spent so long on this film. It's adapted from an incredibly acclaimed book. Yeah. Um, I think it's bound to be good. It's got Liam Neeson, your boys in it, <laughs> Mr. Garfield. Yep. Um, oh, Andrew Garfield. He's in the um, in the Mel Gibson movie that's playing in Venice. I really don't want to see that. I well, thing is though, if it's made it this far, <sighs> if it's made it to the, is it in our? It's um, it's I think it's out of competition special script. Out of competition. But I yeah. really don't want to see it. But I'm afraid I'll have to. <laughs> Hacksaw Ridge. Yep. So. But yes, yeah, silence. Sure. So you're betting it. You're betting on it for like Oscar glory or what? Yeah, I would now. Yeah, because I think it's sensible. If you look at the subject matter and you look at the yeah, yeah the talent. Not. What What do you think about um, fences? Um, I have. I don't. I don't know anything about the the play. Um, I every, I hear from everyone that it's like super powerful. Um, I would you worry about Denzel as a director or not really because it does not seem to be like I I no I I not don't worry about that I think that it's something that he's obviously comfortable in so no it makes sense to me but I don't know anything I I don't know I only know very general things about it yeah yeah. Um, which performance are you most excited for from the rest of the year? Because mine... Um, yeah, you go first because I have to think about this. Okay. Uh, mine is actually Evergreen in Miss Pellegrin's Home for Peculiar Children. Where oh, I, I sh- shut up. I know that she's going to <laughs> I know that because... I I just love her so much, and I love what she's doing. And she again, same as for Hattie, she does the same thing every time, but she has so much soul and passion every time. And uh, what year was Dark Shadows? That was a terrible Tim Burton movie. 
She was like, I think she was my favorite performance yeah, of that year. She was terrible. No, shut no, up. She was no, she was no. She, it was terrible. She was the best thing about uh, it. Terrible. She was so exciting yeah. and so. I don't know. I I love Eva so much. She's I I adore her and uh, Miss Pellegrin. The role it seems like you know, I know it's a book, but it seems like it was a book long before. But it seems like. It's been written for her because it seems to play off the things that she usually does. I'm I'm just really excited to see her in a big movie like that. I'm sure she'd be very fun. She'd be very fun with it. Yeah. Um, I think I'm most excited for Rebecca Hall and Christine. Ooh. I yeah, think I this looks really, really potentially meaty for her. Um. She's a and great it could, actress. It, it could be, yeah, but it could be a real breakthrough for her, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and it's probably going to be a really bleak film and um, quite harsh and dark and it might not be to awards body's tastes, but I think she could do really well with it. And also, I'm, I am I'm wonder about Amy Adams. Is this Amy Adams' year? Mm-hmm. Um, is Arrival... Which Aliens is not an Oscar play. Yeah, but um, it looks so, um, I don't know. Contemporary. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I wonder if it, it might finally be her year, but it needs to be, it needs to be something a bit more friendly than, because Denis Villeneuve has not been Oscar friendly, really. Yeah. Um. And also, what what do you think about certain women? Looking forward to certain women, or um, again, uh, it's the uh, Kelly Reichardt one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know you love her. I don't. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, I don't know. I just I I her movies always like exhaust me, and I did not enjoy them. And she gets wonderful performances. Well, no, she has gotten some wonderful performances. Hello, Michelle Williams in. Uh, Wendy and Lucy, yeah, and like some god awful ones, like what was going All on? All day makes cut off. Dakota Fanning in uh, Night Moves or whatever. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> the horror. So yeah, I'm I'm not excited for that thing. Um, I I like the actresses involved. I like, it, but uh, I'll see it, but not happily. What about you? <laughs> Um, I yeah, I think it could be good. I'm not a huge fan of her actually, but um, I did love Meek's cut off. That was the one that I loved especially. But so what's this um, one that um, Jessica Chastain and Xavier Dolan have been involved with? Oh well, uh, you, you <laughs> you're giving me good. Okay, this is uh, filming now. It's the other life and death of uh, John F. Donovan with Kate Harrington. Um, okay. Do you know the plot of this one? I don't. Okay, it's perfect. Um, so it's a movie about an up and co- it's uh, the star of the movie is Kit Harrington. He plays John F. Donovan, and he's an up and coming star, like movie star or something. And Jessica Chastain, she plays the super bitchy editor of um, some like tabloid magazine. And uh, Dolan, when he when it was first announced, he used the words "think Meryl Streep and Devil Wears Prada." <laughs> So, and of she, course. and of course, obviously, 
and she, uh, the, the the beachy editor, she like um, discovers some uh, pen pal letters that this young actor is exchanging with a ten year old boy in England, and she uses those letters to destroy him. That's what we know for the, about the movie. It's, oh my God. it's genius. <laughs> So is that so? Is that definitely next year then? Yeah, because I, they. I, I they're guess filled... it's probably. Not, I was just going to say he's probably not going to want to go through any more critical <laughs> um, ravaging. Okay, um, this was the next thing I swear I was going to say when we discussed what we were going to talk about, and we uh, told you like hopes. You said hopes for the rest of the year. The first thing I wrote down, literally the first thing, is I hope that it's only the end of the world is exactly as people described it in Ham. Because whatever, hysterical. yeah, because what everyone describes as crazy and unbalanced and hysterical is usually what I love when he's doing it. So, um, the worse the reviews were, the more excited I got, uh, because I'm exactly in his wavelength. So, what I do have... you think about the fact that the Cannes prizes were so against what the critics liked? Um, I don't know. Because it's... essentially, I mean, it's it shouldn't be a surprise, but it is a surprise because usually it sort of it goes along with what they liked. But this time it was completely different. Yeah, but you, because every year it's a different jury, different people, different dynamics. So it's not like the Oscars where you can usually, like, you can get a consensus and it goes from year to year. Um... I like the, that that festival thing where it's, you have a different jury and you can't tell how their brain's going to work. Yeah. Um, so I find that exciting, even if, even if uh, you know, I don't agree sometimes, but I think it's it's nice. It gives the festival more character. Yeah, well, it's good if you can't predict. Yeah, definitely. Um, having said that, are you excited for the Ken Lodge film? Nope. <laughs> I would be lying if I said I was. <laughs> what about you? Not particularly. Yeah. <laughs> um, any more for the for the end of the year? Have we got? What do you think about um, Girl on the Train? Have you read this book? I haven't read it. Um, I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. I can't. I can't really see it being something more than entertaining. But sure. Yeah. yeah. Emily Blunt is always lovely. Um, how about passengers? With... Um, yeah, I don't know about this movie. I mean, my my only it's with Martin Tilden, which is not worries me about this movie because it has those two big big stars in it. I'm afraid that it's going to be you know like safe because of them. Because I cannot see like Chris Pratt doing something weird, something. Uh, it's a bit. It's going to be a bit. Cynical and bland. Yeah. I don't. It just gives me that vibe. I, I hope I'm proved wrong, because I like I, the pain these like the pain these two white movie stars. Yeah. Twenty million dollars each, and they're not going to. Yeah, I'd... risk anything. Exactly. I, maybe it's going to be wonderful. I don't know, but. Um, it just gives me that vibe. What do you think? I think it looks a bit... Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's certainly not going to be an awards thing. It certainly looks like a box office thing, if any, if nothing else. Um, 
How about the founder with um Nah no. McDonald's owner? No. <laughs> no? Does that excite you? Not really. It could be good for Michael Keaton. Sure. I I yeah. Oh, sure. I cannot get more excited than sure. sure. Um I would I'm I'm very happy that we're getting a new Harry Potterish movie because these movies are always have always been um uh, nice to watch. And I think that uh, Fantastic Beasts is going to be just as nice. Yeah. Have you read the book? Uh, no, but it's not really anything to do with the book, is it? Because the book is... From what I understand of the book, it's more like, like a catalogue of the beasts. Oh, right. Okay. So then they're adapting... Yeah. The they're basically okay. just borrowing the title and the names of the beasts. <laughs> I don't think that the book has a story. I don't think the book has a. I may be wrong, but I'm. I think so. So, but I, I, I just like I, I watched the trailer and was like, yep, yep, that's the good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anything for Snowden? Any, any feelings for Snowden? Um, no. What about you? Not particularly. Um, I, I saw Citizen Four, and I think that was good enough. Yeah. Um, um, Ewan's directorial debut. Which one? American Pastoral. Oh, right. The yeah, Philip Roth. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sure. I'll follow. Uh, Ewan anywhere. Um. I I have not seen Miles Ahead. Um. Is he good in that? Um. He was fine. Yeah. He. Him and Cheadle had fun. It's quite, it's quite comedic in general. Um, I'll watch you in anything. Uh, and I, I saw him this year in um, Our Kind of Trader, which he has the worst haircut that's ever been filmed <laughs> in that movie. Hathaway. <laughs> oh, it's worse. It's just really bad. But it's, you know, it's a nice movie. Uh, let's go back to the, like the things that I've liked from this year so far. Naomi Harris in that movie. It's not the performance so much because it's um. It's the nothing role, but every yeah. time she appears on screen, she's just like the most elegant creature that's ever lived. Oh, she's beautiful. Oh, yeah, God. And she's in that. Have you heard about the film Moonlight? Oh yeah, I'm dying to see that. Which she's supposed to be well. Yeah, have you seen? Have you role. seen his previous movie? Um, what was what's his previous? Movie? Um, I think it was called uh, Medicine for Melancholy. No. Uh, but I it it's just a small movie. It played a festival here in Greece, and I saw it, and I remember it. Like it made an impression on me. Let me check that that was the uh, the actual title. Um, so I was very excited for Moonlight even before uh, all this like word of mouth came out that it's actually good. Um, yeah, Barry Barry Jenkins, Medicine for Melancholy. It's um two thousand eight movie. Uh, it's a small thing. I saw it at a festival, but it's stuck with me since. So beautiful, so nice. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're going to return um, to talk about Venice and Toronto films. Yep. Um, and how many are you going to see? Because I'm only going to see about five or six. So. Oh, I think I'll do like 30-ish. I'll try. 30? Ish. Ish. <laughs> Okay, um, 
So we'll return with an epic podcast next time. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, so it's been it's been nice to talk. Yeah, it was really nice. Um so it's so warm here. My ah, it's so windy I, here. With I feel like whenever you're on the podcast, it's like there's like a heat wave. Aw, are you calling yeah. me a ray of sunshine? <laughs> yes. Well, a ray of sunshine or a <laughs> thunderous fireball. One of the two. <laughs> I'll take either. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry.